Oh my gosh, I'm adopting a puppy right now. But I realize what's at home. Oh no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But yeah, no crate, no pee-pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is going to be, right? Get pet essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. There we go, people. We're live. Hi, it's Jeremy here with the Star Wars Legends podcast, episode 11, which you all should be proud of me because I actually remembered what number we were on. I got my usual right. host, John <laughs> Sadler, with me. Bill's back again. John. And we got Dark Snovia with us. Hey. So <laughs> I, I always begin these when we get new hosts with, how did you get in the e into the EU, George? Um, you want the long one or the short one? The long one because we need padding. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, my first exposure to the EU was Jedi Prince. Oh boy! No joke. That may be worse than Bill watching the Ewok movies. What? What? That's the greatest introduction <laughs> ever. <laughs> I haven't. I didn't actually read them. Someone read them to me. I don't really remember what happened, honestly. Even though I own in hardcover in my shelf. Hey, me too. <laughs> well, my real inter interjection would be more to. Knights of the Old Republic, which I'm pretty sure it's most people's introduction who didn't read it back in the 90s. Huh. Okay. Of course, I've read it. Um, I reviewed it on my channel, Darth Bane: Path of Destruction. It's officially my first book I've ever read, the Star Wars Expanded Universe. And then from there, I just became the fan I am right now. Awesome. Hey, everyone, we've got our first viewer. Yay. <laughs> Hey. All right. So, let's let's dive into this. So, there's a new Battlefront coming out. No, I'm not talking the, the terrible EA one. I'm talking <laughs> Oh god. Russia here. Dylan, jump in here. Well, it's not technically Russia. It's a bunch of fans who live in Russia who um I'm looking for the thing right now. Man, it's almost like we don't prep for these. And they're just kind of spur of the moment. We just, oh yeah, we're online. Let's just record a podcast. Anyway, uh, so called uh, Battlefront Galaxy in Turmoil, which is going to be um, done by a Russian outfit called uh, Frontware Studios. And it's going to be a remake of the um, never-released Battlefront following uh, Free Radical's uh, game engine and formula. Presumably, they're using um, Battlefront 2's game engine as well as the parts of the Battlefront 3 stuff that's that was released to the public before that got canned. And the big news is out of this is that not only is it going up, but that Steam has greenlighted it to whenever it's done, which should be soon, but we'll have more on it when it comes out. But Steam is going to agree to have it on the Steam on Steam for free, so it will be available to everyone. And the big part of it, what's good about it being free, is that even though someone pointed out you can claim copyright on something even though they're not making profit on it, but considering this is the true successor to Battlefront 2, the true Battlefront 3, as the Battlefront games were originally intended to be, 
if Disney were to kind of put the kibosh on it and give out cease and desist letters, uh, the backlash would be more enormous. <laughs> so I, I think that, in my opinion. Well, you but, would also think it would be enormous when they canceled the EU too, but it is what it is. Right, but more people. I think. Yeah. I think it's safe to say more people have played Battlefront two than have really dived into the EU. I I'd second that. Yeah. That that's sad, unfortunately. But uh, so what? We'll and Battlefront one for that matter. Yeah, or the the beautiful PSP games that no one talks about except for me. Those, those I talk about them. Renegade Squadron, Elite Squadron. Oh my gosh, the they're, controllers were bad because the PSP didn't have the second analog stick, so it was hard to aim. I they even were good. my brother's PSP to play that. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> broke. I was so sad because I never finished the Elite Squad's campaign. But yeah, oh, I need to get another PSP. I remember because that was the first game that had Solus as a planet. Yeah, that oh, that, was more, that game was more inva- uh, advanced than this new EA Battlefront. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's just sad. It, it's cringeworthy. But it's what... EA. Yeah, mediocrity. Uh, you can get a used one um, for seven ninety nine. You should buy that for me. For that's birthday. for Elite Squadron. Oh, oh! You're talking about the game. I thought you meant the PSP itself. Like that's. Oh a- no. You should buy me a PSP, Dylan. <laughs> We're friends, right? <laughs> I got you a signed copy of Winter of the Mind's Eye. But that was last year. He did, everyone. He's a good friend. Renegades. He met Alan. Renegade Squadron, by the way, is eighteen ninety nine. That's older. Dark. I did, and I also just like today, um, Brian, who we couldn't get on the podcast for reasons, met Michael Stackpole and was able to know about the movement and the billboard. But he can't be on the podcast because reasons. So we'll never know. <laughs> anyway, well, let's get into our main topic here, which we're going to talk about: Star Wars fan theories. Something that Dylan and I have wanted to talk about for a long while now. Uh, so, how do we want to do this? Well, let's start with the uh, obvious one that I think everyone, since the Phantom Menace has come out, everyone has speculated, but then when Plagius came out, it became increasingly more possible. Oh, Anakin's. Space Jesus? That's yeah. It's so stupid saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid theory, but like... It's got traction, though. Um, I know. That's what's weird about it. Let's, let's explain this. So, a- Anakin, we all know, it was born... didn't have a dad. He just kind of was, an imp- uh, was a fetus. <laughs> and it was birthed. But if you read the book Darth Plagueis, um, there's Darth Plagueis and Darth Sidious do some weird force experiment with the dark side that causes a ripple through the galaxy. 
And Darth Plagueis, when he finds out about Anakin, thinks that that's the outcome of the experiment. That the light side had, in order to come um, to balance out the dark side, created Anakin. Or the light side created Anakin. The Force, basically. The Force created Anakin to keep balance. Which is interesting, because if it had not been for him, none of the Skywalker line would have not been born. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I think it, it worked out in the end. There were definitely some rough patches. You know, especially during the quote-unquote dark times. But, I don't know, that's interesting. But that's getting into what-if scenarios, and that's not really what this is about. The theory of this. We're not yeah. talking what-if. That's a whole other podcast. Our top five. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be, that'd be four hours long. <laughs> Bill, we need to... Because you've read Plagius. You've read Plagius, haven't you? Bill? Me? No. Oh. Okay. I, oh, everyone wow. raves about it, but I haven't read it. I love okay. my favorite of the books. Well, I, 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 know, I know pretty much everything that happens in it, like most stuff, but never actually read it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I almost put it above the Thrawn trilogy in best Star Wars book. It's so I'll good. I'll get killed for this. Better than well, I, I, I put it over the Thrawn trilogy. I don't know. You haven't you haven't read a lot of the um, post Jedi stuff, especially when you start getting into New Jedi Order. Man, well, I... <laughs> um, I've read sad. a good chunk of it. Yeah, I know you have, because you've reviewed a bunch of them. Yeah, I haven't, though. I've read Vector Prime after reading Legacy of the Force Betrayal. It just was overly confused. <laughs> I, was like, I was just yeah, I was trying to jump on the EU, because I would splutter the mind's eye, and I'm like, I want more EU. Mm -hmm. But um, let's, let's go to the next one. This is one of my personal favorites. This comes from Legacy of the Force, Volume 2. A.G. the... the um, the HK assassin droid. It's an IG assassin droid. It's C-3PO's conscience in an assassin. It's not an HK. My bad. It's an IG. Yeah. I'm sorry. HK is on my mind. I want to play some Kotor. But um, he's a, he is the he's, his consciousness is in the IG assassin droid, or well his memory, or what's left of his memory because you know he's been wiped. God knows how many times, but Dylan can back this up right now. Well, it's it's backed up. The, what makes this theory plausible is that the IG Corps, which I can't remember his name, is basically owes a semi-life debt to the Solos and is basically completely subservient to um, on protecting Anya Solo. Why would a droid, why would an assassin droid, what kind of arrangements, unless it was programmed to do so, would would get it into that situation. Also in the fact that for an assassin droid, it's light and docile, more so than you'd think, and actually sociable, especially. 
And then there's the also, um, for those of you who have read New Jedi Order in particular, you'll note there are parts of New Jedi Order where C-3PO contemplates his own mortality and is afraid of that and starts pleading with the Solos at several different points, like, don't destroy me, uh, um, you know, for backups or, like, something to preserve himself so that he doesn't cease to exist because he begins to get afraid of that. So that where the, that's where the theory came from, that sometime in the 90 years between uh, Crucible and Legacy, something happened to C-3PO, but they were able to transfer his conscience over to an assassin droid that worked to protect the Solos. I mean, it's more plausible than R2-D2 just being there. But he is. Hmm. Uh, it's like, well, I heard someone say that he was just like on the uh, hidden temple, like Luke just parked him at the hidden temple when he founded that, and then like he didn't come out till like the very end when he's like, oh yeah, here's an R2 unit for fan service. Yeah, that that was so fan service it kind of hurt. <laughs> um, oh, where's some more? Some well, there's more. the. Uh, Bill, have you finished the uh, new Old Republic campaign yet? No, I haven't. That's... Oh, the newest expansion? I uh, haven't the, oh. the original. I, I haven't gotten very far in it. I'm on Core Scan. <laughs> you're, you're our only Old Republic player here. I was hoping you could carry this one. I, I don't like that type of gameplay. Uh. I don't blame you. I don't either. Well, anyway... And the this is kind of spoiler alert for the newest expansion um, for uh, the Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I think it's Knights of the Fallen Empire. I don't think the most recent one. Cares. I don't think he actually likes the game. No, I'm talking to uh, all of our viewers. Well, all uh, two of them, I think, are watching it right many, now. Many people who play that sort of game on here. That's not. I don't think that's my clientele. All right. Well. Spoilers anyway, but it basically comes out in the latest expansion that Vitiate is semi-immortal and that he uh, transfers, he is able to transfer his conscience, his like basically a spirit and conscience and take over another being, being to use them as his own vessel. And then he's done that, he's done that to survive for uh, a couple of millennia, I think. I think it's two or three thousand years or something until they're finally able to... Oh, go on. Until they're finally able to kill him, because he was around. He was around before the original Kotor, because he was building up before that, and then he was a little at like latest night on the uh, the old Republic. But the theory is that he does this, which is exact, extremely similar to if you've read Dark Empire, to what Palpatine does at the end. Now Palpatine does it with clones of himself, and then later tries to take over Anakin Solo, but that doesn't work, and it doesn't happen. But when that came out, people started... The theory started that what if Palpatine is really just vitiated, and he never died, he just lay dormant for thousands of thousands of years until he, detect, he determined that the time was right, and he took over uh, Palpatine to kind of take back over the galaxy. Are we? Yeah. Are we certain that he wasn't destroyed completely? Because I well, like the um the Freedon Nad 
example. Frida Nad in the Frida Nad uprising was a spirit. Mm-hmm. And in uh, Dark Lords of the Sith, he's destroyed by Exar Kun. Like his spirit is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Are we sure that Vicious mm-hmm. spirit was not destroyed? I haven't, I haven't played the game, but from what I've looked. Vitiate's end still hasn't um, happened yet. Still hasn't been written. It's just kind of assumed that he died at some point. So the theory, but the theory is that he didn't actually die, and he was just laying dormant. Now, this is the or I kind of don't like the Anakin Space Jesus one, even though even though it's probably most likely true because George Lucas had to have that stupid line in Phantom Menace, but. <laughs> This one. <laughs> Lucas the stupid line of Phantom is pick them. Pick all of them. Pick everything. <laughs> well, well, one particular, and he's like, he was consumed to the Medicalians or something. Which, by the way, um, if you hate Medicalians, read Darth Plagueis because it makes them a whole lot better. Makes them actually make sense. But anyway, um, this is the one that I don't agree with because, in my opinion, while it's similar, I don't think it's necessarily the same. I think what happened was that Palpatine sometime during, at some point in his life, found some old teachings or maybe even a holocron that Vishiet had had for some power because part of the part of the uh, rule of two Sith was not only basically hiding and biding their time and hiding until the time was right, but actually learning more about the Force and becoming more powerful through East Incarnation. They were readily scouting out and learning new and interesting Force powers, which is why in the Rule of Two Sith, a lot of the ancient Sith magics kind of fell to the wayside because they were learning the new and more powerful aspects of the Force. I think that Palpatine, during that time when they were still on the low side, learned learned about that ability from a Sith holocron or something, and then over time was able to become powerful enough that he could actually perform it to where you saw in Dark Empire. But that is that is the theory that Palpatine is vitiates. Well, well, I'm not going to spoil the book for you, but read Darth Plagueis. Oh, Your okay. opinion on that might change slightly. What? Okay. The... You're in an interesting direction, but I don't think that's a hundred percent correct. I mean, it's just your spe- it's just speculation, of course. But no, yeah. And again, he could have found those holocrons at any time, so it doesn't necessarily have to be during that time. What? That's what I thought happened. Yeah. All right. Next one. Uh, this isn't necessarily a fan theory. A lot of people consider this accurate. I know Bill does, for sure. Uh, when Fantasy Flight said, uh, essentially said that Filoni's Clone Wars didn't really happen, that it was... <laughs> I, I had to bring this one up. Because a lot of to... us consider it... Not can Filoni's Clone Wars not can it? It has too many issues with continuity. It's a it's a complete mess, and he ruined a whole ten years. How long was the Clone Wars? Five years. Uh, I believe between it was three. episode two and three was three or four years. Three or four years. It ruined three or four years of um, 
in canon continuity. Everything, all of your uh, timelines for Clone Wars are wrong. No one has a correct timeline for Clone Wars. So I think Fantasy Flight said, well, this is set up like propaganda anyway. What if this was just propaganda and it didn't happen the way it happened? Because the good guys always win. Didn't they it mention won. that too in one of the Fate of the Jedi books? What? That it was like an Imperial propaganda piece. I feel, I heard, I haven't read those books, but I heard I thought I heard them. Several people say it's mentioned in one of the Fate of the Jedi books that they're they're old hollow vids that take on. The There's Imperial. also from the um, um, the Jedi path one of the um. I think it's the Jedi path. In one of like the scribbles, someone says that the timeline. I think it was Luke, but that the timeline of the Clone Wars is a mess. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking for the exact passage <laughs> in the Force and Destiny rulebook because uh. I have, I have the Force and Destiny core rulebook, which I may or may not have bought just because of this one passage, so I can <laughs> confirm that it actually hey, exists. <laughs> May or may not. I mean, I I actually might use it, maybe, but ah, oh, where is it? But it's like a little it's a little data pad on like of the in universe stuff, and it's basically like yeah, I intercepted a message from Compnor that says that the that certain details about the history of the Clone Wars are being gone under um, review for uh, intellectual purity, and it makes me wonder if there are some things about the Clone War read. Hmm. But and then, yeah. Ah, here it is. It's on page three fifty-three. Right there. You see that? My camera is probably terrible, but it goes. Um, for example, I intercepted a mandate from officials on uh, Cardia, um, ordering that all records in their military academies pertaining to the history of the Clone Wars undergo, quote, review for intellectual purity by a dozen Compnor agents. While I can just guess what kind of intellectual purity Compnor wants to enforce, it's got me wondering there's some information about the events in the Clone Wars they're worried someone might read. And because the Clone Wars, basically every episode of the Clone Wars starts off as, like, um, one of the, like the World War Two era like news bulletins when people go to the movies and like there'd be like announce an announce uh, narrator going like yeah this is what's happening blah 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 and then it goes into whatever the movie is. Um, the theory is or pretty much as close to fact as we can make it. At this, what you see in the Clone Wars is just that it's the Imperial propaganda films that they're teaching to the cadets on the at the academies. Which is kind of right, but there's a lot that's been uh, edited, tampered with. Yes. I mean, doesn't this cause a mess in Disney's continuity too? I don't read it, so I don't know. No. Um, a little bit because um, it contradict. There's a episode that contradicts Empire Strikes Back. Of Shipyards of Doom, and I've talked about this, and Dylan has a retcon for it, but the thing is. The new story group won't retcon anything, so it's a no. Actually, Marvel <laughs> Comics in all honesty have caused a complete mess because Luke and Vader have faced off twice now. It's not even Empire yet. 
Uh, well, by the way, what he's talking about is that. Oh, go on. Uh, I'll, I'll explain it. So in this episode, in order to take down this um, this uh, Trade Federation ship factory, Anakin, Ahsoka, Captain Rex, and a couple other clones uh, have to fly under a, a heat vision sensor so they freeze themselves in carbonite. Well, if you've seen Empire Strikes Back, Vader says, <laughs> quote, when, when, uh, he, when Fett asks him if... Um, I can't remember. Um, no, it's what Lando. If he doesn't says, survive. These, are, these aren't meant for people, and uh, and um, Vader's like, "All right, we'll just test it on Captain Solo." Well, to and be then clear, that was line. a commercial processing plant. It could very well have been. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Fair uh, enough. But a lot of people think like me that they fully didn't care. Well, true. That that he definitely didn't care. Oh yeah, can we just say that um, the Clone Wars and Rebels is trash? Oh, they are. Agreed. Oh yeah, we need, we need to have the obligatory um. We have to fit Baloney. our. Quota in. I mean, I filled the John Sadler quota, and uh, now we need uh -huh. the, the Filoni trash quota. It's, there, it's, it's John Sadler. <laughs> You know, it's much easier if we just disregard what he says completely, because whatever thing he ever makes is complete BS anyway. It doesn't make any sense in the context of the universe. Uh, like when he know. tweeted out, oh yeah, there's always a little truth in Legends when he was going to Celebration. <laughs> God, that was, almost, it was almost as bad <laughs> as uh, um, Pablo Hidalgo's Revan comment oh. on and that's what these guys do. They just trigger the EU fans because they don't care about us. They don't care, and Megan Marie actually had a good one, that they can't create, all they can do is berate. Yeah. <laughs> Look at their, con their continuity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest here, uh, you, we, they have a continuity where space diapers exist. <laughs> We right. actually got. They were actually ta raving about how great their their storytelling was. We got, actually got a response to one of the letter campaigns today. Today. And they, they, oh yeah. They, they talked about it's a great time for uh, Star Wars something storytelling or something. Let me see if I can see it. Yeah, it's a great time. And then basically they said like all the we're bringing some of the expanded universe characters back, and they're having new adventures in the new canon. And we're like, that's not what we're asking. That's not what we're asking at all. Remember the campaign at the beginning, at the halfway through season one of Rebels to bring Mara Jade in there. Now it's they want mm -hmm. Thrawn in there, Thrawn on Rebels. Ugh. No, keep Thrawn away from Rebels. I mean, Filoni's already ruined Darth uh, Maul. Well, no. Oh, Darth Maul came what back campaign. Rebels, apparently. Okay, it says, during this unprecedented <laughs> era of expression. <laughs> uh, I guess that means throw everything out on it and do whatever we feel like. I foresee that this new Disney canon is going to reboot, or at least have a soft reboot in, like, within the next year or so, because the comics are a mess. Well, they don't care enough to reboot. I think they, they will because they're losing readers. 
in the comics. They don't care about the readers. They just care about their uh, their films, and they have the, these other stuff to kind of promote the films. They don't care about any of this, uh, any of the comics, the games, or the books. They're just there to, to be a promotion for the movies. Yes, yeah, so they can have people that say, I rebel. Oh, God, that was awful. Just, just for trailer shock value. Just like their Journey to the Force Awakens, which wasn't didn't even do that. It was just a bunch of books that, and okay. comics that had nothing to do with each other. I have a comment about that because Bloodline, the the new novel by Claudia Gray, not so not the old Bloodline. The old Bloodline, Bloodline is ours. <laughs> right. New Republic Bloodline. That's what it's called. Um, it does not say Journey to the Force Awakens on it. It says a book that right takes because. Place between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, because that Journey to the Force Awakens thing was specifically geared to buy garbage. I mean, it was led by Chuck Wendig, which he's back. I wonder, <laughs> wonder if they'll have space tampons in this next book. <laughs> you know, they should have Stephanie like Meyer said, write a Star Wars book. Just like Matt said, Wendig's writing new books next year. <laughs> oh, we should this one, right? The intro, maybe for our holiday episode. That was the best holiday special ever. It was. It was a good time. That's not saying much, because, but it's still. Anyway, fan theories. <laughs> oh, I don't have any more. Fan theories were never. Well, there's the. Well, there's the big one, which again, kind of like the last one, isn't really a fan theory. It's kind of generally accepted that. Until they write this story, that this is what happened, but yeah, it's, um, this is also it's basically a wet dream. Wet. You should accept that it's okay. What? That that this theory is your wet dream. No, it's just the most logical one. Basically, it's the theory of the formation of the Imperial Knights that there was, at some point between Crucible and Legacy Comics, there was a schism between the Jedi Order. And half of the Jedi went to the more orthodox one and stayed in the Jedi Order. The other half went to form the Imperial Knights. And that Jaina Solo was one of them. Tahiri as well would probably be with them because at the end of Crucible, she was essentially acting as Jagged Fell's bodyguard. Kind of spoilers, but a oh well. And then people also throw Kip Dern in there because, well, he's the Dark Jedi of the New Jedi Order, so he would have to be there. Also, but it's the three of them and probably a few others. Of the Jedi Order? Right. Uh, Mr. Ijarge into things without thinking it through of the Jedi Order? Who, Corrin? Or Kip? Yeah. Yeah. He did a lot of that. Wasn't he also right, possessed? But again... Was that him who got... Was he one no, of he wasn't possessed. No, Strain was Strain and Taurus were possessed. He was just more um, manipulated. Okay, I couldn't remember because once again. That's... By the way, spoiler alert for Jedi Academy trilogy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The book came out how many decades ago? About two. Mm -hmm. Right, um... and a spoiler for Empire Strike Back, <laughs> but uh, Anik, but uh, Darth Vader is actually Luke Skywalker's father. Um, <laughs> sorry, I didn't know if you knew that. We actually got three people watching now. Yeah, they just <laughs> got another viewer. They're 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 in the spoiler podcast. 
Let's see, what are some other good ones? Um, Qui-Gon <laughs> died at the end of Phantom Menace. In case you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, Luke and, and Marvel did too. Right. Also, in case you didn't know, Greedo shot first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, now Dylan's just digging in with a pole knife right there. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure five people just unsubscribed. <laughs> we well, that's true. Greedo did shoot watching, first. <laughs> Depends uh. on... Depends on which version of the film you watch. Yeah, but oh, that that kind of segues into what I'm, what we're reading. If we want to go there, do we want to do that? It's a good segue. Sure. Okay, I'm gonna start because I've been reading uh, Marvel, the original Marvel comics, and I finished the movie adaptation of the original Star Wars, and fantastic. You guys need to read it. It's so good. I have a review coming out on Monday. I'm so excited for it. But when are you reviewing Star Wars issue three? That's the real question. I did. Along <laughs> with four, five, and six. Call my Skywalker Strikes review. Go check it out and give me some money. Join my Patreon. Follow me on AOL Messenger. <laughs> anyway. Um, what else? Well, um, there's some interesting things in it, because Han shoots first in that, and he talks to Jabba in it, only Jabba's not a hut. Mm-hmm. He's a weird butt-faced-looking alien, <laughs> and it, it's interesting, and he speaks English. Um... Also, the Death Star disc is on the bottom of the Death Star, like the laser mm-hmm. on the bottom. It's just the little things. Of course, everyone knows that all the lightsabers were red in the original comics because they didn't know what the colors were going to be for the lightsabers. Right. Uh, and just and Chewbacca looks like Sasquatch, which was hard to get over. That's the whole infinity. But anyway, it was really good. And that's pretty much all I've read, Star Wars, this last week. Oh, okay. Who's next? I thought you were going to say ever, Mike. (laughs) Who's next? Um, I'll go because it's kind of short. I'm still reading Riptide. It's only been like six days since our last podcast. Uh, You're welcome, by the way, for not waiting a month for the next one. I <laughs> uh, see so you have yeah, a sure. EU business cards there. Oh yes, I use it as my mark. That's all. All is good for now. It's so outdated. <laughs> no, it has. It has Tim's website, which no longer exists. It has Darth Harasser's <laughs> Facebook group, which is oh. under a different name now. <laughs> oh yeah, Darth Harasser. What a jerk. God. Oh, that takes me back to all the stress you had dealing with his group. Oh, man, it was bad. Hopefully we'll get uh, one of the other two admins on here so they can go into depth about just what a terrible situation that was. 
Yeah, we've been trying for the last couple of I mean, months to get them on here. I mean, Matt Wilson, if you were if you were watching right now, it was like, it was like forced and over again. But also, but also, you were listening to an audiobook of Aftermath at the same time. Like that's how bad it was. <laughs> that's rough. That's like wipe your butt with a newspaper. Or even worse, sandpaper. We've all been there. <laughs> Alright, I guess I'll go next. It's pretty easy. I'm still reading uh, Kenobi's Blade. I haven't really... I've done nothing but actually literally pick it up and put it back down since last time. That's what happens when you get four nights of sleep, four hours of sleep a night. Alright. Hopefully by in two months I'll have it read. <laughs> the book that's barely hey. hundred pages. Yeah. Hey, that's faster than most casuals. Yeah. They just like pictures. <laughs> if I can get a steady like twenty minutes, I should have it done. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, we all know what the casuals like. They like pictures, especially when mm-hmm. they move. Right. Their favorite book is the Thrawn trilogy, and maybe one day they'll actually read it. In those covers. <laughs> Dave Filoni, he really loved those covers. He really liked that Splinter of the Mind's Eye cover. It's kind of scared him, but it spoke to him. Oh, is that how we got Osaka? It scared him, and that popped out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jordan, what are you reading? Unfortunately, I'm reading too many books, but one of them's The Crystal Star. Or <laughs> <laughs> root for president. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm a campaign manager. Give them your vote. I thought, I thought people were exaggerating how bad this book is, but I'm reading three chapters and I already want to stop reading it. It feels like a really bad Star Trek episode. I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks this way. The only redeeming quality of the Crystal Star was that I liked seeing the the solo twins in action. When I mean they were like five, five or six at the time, but it was refreshing to finally see them actually doing something. And honestly, it was the only interesting part of the book for me. But other than that, yeah, it's. You mean you didn't? It's been nearly two decades since I've read it. So in nostalgia glasses, it still seems like a pretty good book, but it's been two decades. Is that all we're reading? That's pretty pathetic. Um, it is. <laughs> so, question. I'm reading Mall Lockdown um, as well. Oh! Okay. Oh, boy, that's such a good book. You know what's really good is the audiobook for that. That's one of the best audiobooks I've ever listened to. But I, I, I love how Darth Maul has the coolest name in Star Wars ever Jagannath. Officially, like, coolest name. That's why I should change my name to on um on our um admin chat, but just get changed back to Judas. Dylan's <laughs> uh, like, yeah, what a piece of garbage. Oh, we want to go questions. Dylan, oh, read, sure. question. Read the questions now. All right, so we have a question from um, someone by the name of Dark Snowy. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. 
Sounds pretty um, meta. <laughs> right. He actually has two questions. Uh, one, course. is there any way to make that turd of Satan known as the Crystal Star bearable? Every time I reread that book, I want to fall asleep. It's so heavy <laughs> that it makes Dawn of the Jedi into the Void look like a masterpiece by comparison. <laughs> Called alcohol. It gets you through anything. Uh, really? It's um, called Read It and then Look Back on It 20 Years Later and You'll Think It's a Good Book. <laughs> it gets the, the, the female uh, seal of approval. It's called Read Planet of Twilight first because I actually think Planet of Twilight is worse than The Crystal Star. Just so it's kind of, it's a st at least a step up and you're like, okay, well, it's not, it's bad. I, I can't get through that one. I've, I've had it, had that book forever and I've tried to read it at least a dozen times, maybe more. I can't, I can't, Planet of Twilight, I just can't do it. Let's see, I have it on my shelf right there. I can see it. It's pretty yeah. unique. Along with all of my Bantam singles, except for New Rebellion, which is in book club size, to be the bane of my existence, and it's over there. It took me a while to, to read New uh, the New Rebellion. I, that was another one that gave me problems. Really? But I actually like New Rebellion. I've never read it. It's like with most of my Star Wars hardcovers. They're there for show. Although, oh, collection update officially have bought a copy of AC Crispin's Han Solo trilogy in hardcover. I'm talking about oh, okay. collections. Don't we have a new group? Do we? Yes, we do. Say it was well, we kind of have a. Because he always has a new group. No, it's it's the um, it's the group that uh, Jordan made. You want to go into that? Um, this is supposed to. If you're looking to try to, to find anything that's out of print or rare or hardcovers like myself, we basically just find certain websites maybe to help people find something they may, may have overlooked or not find otherwise. I don't really have the whole whole thing down yet. That's just what it is at the moment. <laughs> you know what will not be on that list? Aftermath, because everyone's trying to sell their copy. Well, didn't um, didn't someone find didn't someone find an issue uh, a listing on Aftermath for like two dollars on Amazon? Yeah, yeah, Geeksack did. Yeah, the um, the uh, <laughs> book has dropped to one ninety nine. If you if you pay two dollars for that book, I'm going to tell you right now, you paid five dollars too much. <laughs> it's like how when I got it on audiobook, I immediately returned it. To give my audible credit back. Uh, Actually, it? it's funny every time they every time Star Wars books makes a post about the new one. It's funny recent listening to all the uh, reading all the comments of people like not even not even Mark Thompson could make this uh, bearable. <laughs> there was one that they had did they just recently had one a couple days ago where someone write, "Will this one have a coherent sentences in it?" Would Henry Thomas make it bearable? I loved him in the early uh, Rogue Squadron books. Mm. I don't know. What's the second part of this question? Because um, no one has a good answer. <laughs> oh, what do you think is the worst trilogy in the entire expanded universe? Um, uh, are we counting comics? I yes. would say yes. Okay, because it... 
There isn't a bad trilogy, in my opinion. Exactly. There's an okay trilogy. That'd be Dark Forces trilogy. Mm. Because they're too weird. And you're talking to the guy who loves weird in Star Wars, the only fan of other space you'll find in our movement. The only one who (laughs) believes that you could tie the new canon with the old canon via other space. Uh, the one who could tie um, troops. The uh, the guy who yeah. runs the uh, New Republic History Department kind of debunked, debunked that whole theory after he heard about it. Uh, there's there's not enough room in other space for a whole other universe. He wanted the great detail about it. I disagree because it's other space, <laughs> and other space does not work like the rest of Star Wars space does. That's been proven numerous in those supplements that it is weird. There's probably some sort of wormhole or something and you'll end up in another dimension. But yeah. Hmm. Uh, I would say Dark Forces just because it's so out there and they feel rushed. The books are very... They're paced like a video game and there's like no... Until the last book, there's like no... You, you know Kyle Katarn's going to be on top. I mean, that's a given because there's two video games after these. There's no suspense at all, though. There's no Kyle Katarn's going to get overwhelmed at all. He just, he just mows everyone down with a machine gun. He's the Chuck Norris of Star Wars. He's just <laughs> this grumpy action hero. Yeah, like, who, who else wants to go next? I'll go. Uh, mm. I'm going to be a little playful here. I'm going to say uh, the Sword of the Jedi trilogy. <laughs> two reasons. <laughs> One, it never got released, so that's pretty bad. And two, oh, it's actually coming out that it was supposed to be a duology and not a trilogy, which is what they advertised it as. Damn, that's savage. Wow. My camera turned off. Thank yeah, you again okay. to our sponsor. Um, uh, what was it? Comcast oh, for providing yes. this great sponsor. And that's actually why Terry wouldn't come on because she's got Comcast and she was she's afraid of that. I have Comcast. We all have Comcast, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it beats dial. Oh, I have my answer. Yeah. I have my answer. Okay, I was just checking my phone to make sure. Okay, I have my answer. Um. We're counting comics, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm going to oh. say Invasion. Okay. I should have said that. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Or, uh, because I hear it's pretty bad, too. What makes it so bad? Because I'm currently reading the New Jedi Order era. It's like, basically, it takes place between Vector Prime and the Dark Tide duology. But it inserts, it happened years later, and it inserts a bunch of characters into the storyline with the big three with and their families. So, like, they're interacting with, like, you know, the big, you know, like, Mar, um, Mara and Jason and Jaina and Han and Luke and Leia at, like, and Anakin at, like, this, at this crucial point when, like, they've lost their, when they've lost Chewbacca, and they're kind of just shoehorned in. Right at that point, you never hear any about them, 
anything about them before, and you never hear anything about them afterwards. And it's just it, it's weird. And then the story isn't that great. It doesn't have a lot. Nothing really happens. It's kind of more on focused on the new characters, and it's it's too forced. It's they're too shoe. It's too shoehorned into the continuity to make it fit when it shouldn't be there. Hmm. And I read them all. <laughs> I actually I finally got through and read them all. To finishing them. God, it's bad. I have them. That makes me want to read them, then. <laughs> oh, they're pretty awful. I paged, I paged through them not too long ago because I got them all. But... That actually beats my original one. Jordan, what's your... Um, I haven't reviewed this. I will, I might in the future. I think Black Fleet Crisis. I mean... I I think it would have been fine if it was... This is my opinion. If it was maybe two books, maybe one. I just felt like the pasting was kind of slow and it was kind of (laughs) boring. And Lando was terribly utilized in that trilogy. In my opinion, I'll agree with you on that. I thought the Lando story arc should have been its own book, and then, like you said, make it a duology, and then make Lando's story arc because that was pretty much a book in itself—a single book. I would have been uh, happy with that, but I actually like the Black Week Crisis, and I know I'm like one of the only people who does because everyone else hates it. But Matt likes it, but that's because he wrote the author and he sent him a signed copy of the hardcover. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Matt's He's special. Matt was special before <laughs> he became the leader of the movement. Right. <laughs> Matt, Matt Wilkins is our leader. He is our overlord. We all need to bow to him now because he's going to get us to the promised land. You just all need to drink this Kool-Aid, and he'll make it happen. As long as you vote for Waru. Right. Yeah. Or, or, uh, Waru. For president, he'll build a ra- wall around Disney and make Bob Iger pay for it. <laughs> Dave Filoni are now friends. Yeah, well, get- another thing that that bothered me about the trilogy, well, I didn't like Luke's story arc at all. Honestly, I thought his part was atrocious. <laughs> yeah, I do though like. Uh, when people are first reading Black Fleet Crisis, when they go like, "Wait a minute, there's a huge continuity era error," and you're like, "Well, not really." <laughs> Finish the series. I do like that aspect of it because it always happens. I mean, kind of spoilers if you haven't finished it, but yeah, uh, if you think there's a continuity error in Black Fleet Crisis, just keep reading. Just finish the trilogy. It explains everything. Well. In my opinion, I felt like if the, if the trilogy was made after the prequels came out, I think there could have been done so much more with that storyline. But in my opinion, it was made too early. What was the race in that book? Uh, the Avithra. Okay. I couldn't cool, remember. Uh, yeah, if you've read uh, New Jedi Order, then you know. Well, in New Jedi Order, everyone except for Waru came back, and that's distressing to me. <laughs> Other Not people everyone came back. back. 
for uh, <laughs> the ghostlings were used later. Waru wasn't. Well, okay, okay, later, okay. I thought you meant like everything was used in New Jedi Order. Not everything. They saved some stuff for like later incarnation for the later series Callista. that they didn't use in New Jedi Order. Yeah, Callista, Dala. Um, The sissy rook show up. Well, I... well, no, the sissy rook were in um, New, oh, Jedi that's Order. New Jedi Order. Why did I think that was Fate of the Jedi? Uh, a whole bunch of weird crap from uh, West End Games showed up. Oh um, yeah, in Fate of the Jedi. Yeah, when Luke fights that didn't doesn't Luke fight an entity of the dark side in Fate of the Jedi? I think... Well, we're get, really getting to spoiler talk here. But yeah, I haven't even read that far. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Which I thought was in Legacy of the Force for the longest time, but it's not. But yeah, there's there's one of the coolest cameos ever in Star Wars comics happens in that, and I will not spoil that. <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, don't let him eat them. Right. So we actually have a bunch of questions from the n for the next one, actually. <laughs> this is good. Thank you, everyone, for sending us questions. I'm looking at it right now. We have, like, we have a bunch. I may have answered one. You may Was have answered one? Last show or this show? Are you fan watching? theory? Was there a fan theory around Yoda? I'm trying to remember. There's probably a bunch of dumb ones that we don't yeah. care. It's more speculation because there's not really a lot on Yoda other than... Right. I think Yoda Dark Rendezvous is the only one that really focused on him. And then there's a couple of short stories and tweets from Moodle and Chi that are kind of about his backstory, but it's all vague stuff. We don't... Yeah, because... Master is named. Lucas said specifically not to talk about it. Along with the um, Sabacc game that Han won the Falcon from Lando. Well, we know exactly what happened in the Sabacc game. It's just never been written. But, but we pretty know. much... Wow. If you've read the... If you've read the Bantam era, era stuff, they explicitly explain exactly uh, what happens like hand for hand in that game. They just never show it, but they pretty much... They pretty much... They, they don't show it, but they talk about it in enough detail that you've seen it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best way I can describe it. Tell it, but they talk about it in enough detail that you've seen it. I'm sorry, I'm watching us now live. <laughs> well, I wanted to, we got a comment, and it won't come up, in, of course. Um, but anyway, what's the next question, Dylan? Oh, those are all the questions from last one. Okay, cool. About the Spock game, they're actually the guy who actually made the monsters for that. It is uh, trying to make that a, a reality right now. The Spock game? What? Well, not Spock. I said. Oh, Spock. Yeah. The the uh, Daja, or whatever it's pronounced. I'm sorry. Yeah. Billy Rooks podcast. Bill. What? You jerk. I am. 
You brought Star Trek on here, and that's unacceptable. Not Star Trek. The 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 game board uh, and the, the Falcon. The, the game board. The uh, the like the text one. Oh, that's the that's or something. Okay, I know how you're talking about Star Trek now. All right, is that is that all? We done? Pretty much. Oh hello, um, Jordan. Thanks for being on the show. Bill, thanks for you're ruining. Welcome. You're welcome. Always happy to help. For bringing your toupee on the show. And then lastly, thanks for watching, everyone. If you have, have uh, questions for us, comment them down below. We'll answer them live on the air next time. Now I'm going to go eat food. And Bill's got to get up in the morning, so he's going to... Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I'm have about four hours of sleep again. Night. Alright. Nice to have you all. Yeah, I gotta read the Crystal Star. <laughs> God. And Dylan's like, I gotta go watch hockey or something. <laughs> hockey? I don't know what's. It's all about. Dylan, I, you know what I want. about. I don't care. <laughs> it's all about football now. We got Copa America going on. I mean, we lost to Colombia, which sucked because it was... And goodbye.